Welcome to Uniquely Wired, the video podcast that uncovers the beauty and uniqueness of autism. Hi, I'm Nani, your host and passionate advocate for autism. On this video podcast, you can expect to hear stories about both of my kids and their autism journey, tips, encouragement, interviews of other autism moms, therapies, and so much more. Join me as we explore the world of autism through heartfelt conversations and informative discussions. Pause. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Before we start this episode, I have to shout out every single one of you that are watching this podcast right now and listening. Okay. I don't know where you're at, but I just want to shout you out and just say thank you for the amount of support you guys are showing on social media and just messaging me your comments for sharing the podcast. Like I truly appreciate each and every one of you for all the amazing feedback. It it really motivates me to keep doing this. Like it just makes everything that I'm doing right now worth it. Again, thank you. Thank you. I really see you and I appreciate you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Uniquely Wired Podcast. I'm your host, Nani, and I am so grateful to have you here joining me, listening, and watching. So today we are entering episode two, and on this episode, we are going to cover Jacob's autism diagnosis, which is my son, my second child. Um, he is currently three years old. His birthday is next month, so he will be turning four. So I want to first start this episode by talking about how I felt when I first found out that I was pregnant. Um, when I first found out that I was pregnant um, with my second child, I honestly had all types of emotions because at this point, we already know Eliana's autistic. We have her diagnosis. You know, we've already built a routine with her Um trying to get her all the help she needs and all those things that comes with having a child who's autistic. So honestly, I was kind of numb for a little bit. I won't say for a long time, but definitely I was numb for a bit because I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if Jacob was going to be autistic or not. I didn't know if he was going to come out with a different disability, you know. So I had all these unknown you know expectations and just thoughts um to be honest with you and I would say that even fear creeped in fear was a huge factor in the beginning of my pregnancy with Jacob now when you know we find out he's a boy I'm of course super excited because if y'all remember from the first episode I shared that I really wanted a boy first <laughs> um, but that didn't happen so then God was pleased to send me a boy next because he really knew the desires of my heart right um, so we find out his gender you know we're super excited honestly my pregnancy was like a breeze I had a beautiful pregnancy with Jacob no issues whatsoever either um, the only thing that happened with Jacob that didn't happen with Eliana was that my water broke literally it was 11 30 at night i had just taken a nice warm shower okay and i feel this urge to go use the bathroom y'all when i tell you i sit on the toilet and i just feel like something coming out so fast i literally screamed i called my mom right away 
I don't even know why I did that, but I call my mom right away. Thankfully, she was up. I'm like, mom, what is this? It just came out of my body while I'm sitting on the toilet. Like, what is going on? And she's like, oh, my gosh, that's probably your water broke. And I'm like, what? My what? Because, again, I didn't go through this experience with Ellie. So it was completely new to me, y'all. So... I, of course, you know, call the doctor and I'm like, listen, you know, this happened. And she's like, okay, we're going to have to get you into the, you know, triage and, and all the things. And honestly, it was just miserable. Um, <laughs> I got there. I was already dilated, right? So the whole process begins of having to bring Jacob into this world. So I had to get induced. Um, he was not wanting to come out. So... I was there for a while pushing, um, but he came out <laughs> perfectly fine, super healthy. Nothing was wrong. They didn't have to keep him. Literally, they sent me home the next day. Like with Aliana, it was three days later. With Jacob, the next day, the nurse was like, okay, mom, you look really good. It looks like you're ready to go. You can pack your things and you can leave. Okay, no problem. Don't tell me twice, okay, because listen... Them hospital beds, <laughs> mm -mm. I ain't with it. I remember getting home and, of course, like, I'm pretty sure majority of neurotypical siblings are usually excited to meet their baby sister or baby brother, right? You know, so I'm thinking, okay, maybe she'll be excited. We didn't know, right? But in my head, I'm painting this perfect picture that it's going to be such a beautiful, you know, welcome home with Eliana, you know, and for Jacob. But it was the total opposite, you guys. Like, Eliana was not having it. She was just like, huh? Who is this kid? <laughs> Like, who did you just bring in here? And every time he'll cry, you know, she'll freak out, she'll run. I remember I was breastfeeding Jacob at some point, And again, Eliana had no words. You know, she's trying to communicate with me by pulling my hands, right? She grabs my arm and she'll pull me and she'll want to take me to like the kitchen or, or wherever it is that she wants me to go. Um, and it was just her way of communicating and I would get so frustrated. You know, the months will go by and I'm like, I really can't do this. Jacob turned three months and I was already like frustrated. I didn't want to breastfeed anymore. So I was just like, this is not it. Like, this is not for me. I just can't do this. So I had to stop breastfeeding because, of course, Eliana wouldn't understand the fact that I was at that moment feeding her brother. I couldn't just get up. Right. So that was so frustrating, y'all. Those were like very tough months. Like. I want to say, I would even say the first year Jacob was born, like his first year of life, it was tough trying to get Eliana to really understand that this is her brother. Like he lives with us. He's not going anywhere. Let's fast forward to when Jacob received his diagnosis and how did I find out? Well, of course, I already knew the signs because I didn't only work with children, but I also already had Eliana and I already saw the early signs and Ellie. So I was already familiar with the early signs. So, you know, time goes by and around, I want to say Jacob was already 10 months when he started flapping his hands. And I'm going to be honest. 
I didn't want to think any of it. I didn't want to think any of it. I was even afraid to say that I thought he would be autistic or that he will be diagnosed as well. So I kind of ignored it, right? Then he turns one and he's still doing it. And he's doing that. He's not giving me much eye contact. He's not responding to me by his name. So I'm already like, I'm already on, how would you say it? Like I'm already on alert. That's it. I was already on alert. I was like, "Mm," I'm already starting to see similar signs to what I saw in Eliana when she was in her early stages of getting diagnosed. So it was easy for me to detect, right, these signs because I already have one that's autistic and has a diagnosis. So now it will be a bit easier for me. Now it's a matter of me accepting it or just not even worrying about it, right? Well, of course, I wanted to start him in early intervention. So I went ahead and that's the first thing I did. I actually, at this time, on my last episode, I mentioned how with Ellie, her doctor expressed the concerns. This time with Jacob, I expressed my concerns. And the doctor was like, well, you know, let's give him some time. Let, let's see what happens. And she was like, I know that you're concerned, mom, because your daughter's also autistic. But let's just wait and see because maybe he's just imitating her, you know, her repetitive behaviors. And I was like, okay, you know what? That could be true. You know, he could be just copying her, you know, which is very common in siblings, right? They tend to copy each other's actions. But you guys, you know, time just kept on going by. And I would notice that even him on his own, Eliana wouldn't even be around. And he's doing these things. He kept on doing these repetitive behaviors. And it just became more and more consistent. And of course, you know, I got on it, got into early intervention. He started the process. He was approved for speech, OT, physical therapy um and physical therapy because he still comes down the steps like on his knees he won't actually stand and like walk down one step at a time he just like goes on his knees (laughs) um so of course he needed that um guidance and that help with physical therapy so we started the therapies everything was going great you know and when he started early intervention I was already in the process of getting Jacob evaluated because I was already concerned. You know, he was turning two and he's still doing these things. He's still not answering by his name. He's still not interested in playing with toys. Like literally all the early signs Eliana showed me in the beginning, Jacob was doing. The only difference was that Jacob is a bit more, you know, a little more, um, like goofy and like he has a different personality to hers, right? So that's what was throwing me off because he was always so loving and cuddly and he always wanted to be on top of you and and really get your attention. Eliana wasn't like that. And she still kind of isn't that way. You know, she shows a little bit of affection, but it's not like how Jacob does. He's a bit more affectionate and more, you know, playful and things like that. So that was the only thing that was throwing me off. So anyways, he starts early intervention. He's getting his services and we get him evaluated after he, you know, has his, um, after he's getting, well, while he's getting 
his early intervention services. We get him evaluated. Same thing that had happened with Eliana. She was already getting early intervention. Then we got a diagnosis. Same thing with Jacob. It was the same thing. <laughs> he was already getting early intervention. Then we went into the process of getting him evaluated. Um, I will share how I felt. I was actually a bit more at peace because I was already familiar with the process and I have become a huge advocate for this. So I felt like I was more on my I know what I'm doing game versus I'm completely lost. What do I need to do now? Right. So it was for sure a complete different feeling to when Eliana was first diagnosed. So I would say I was more at peace, but yet I was uncertain. I still that I still had that uncertainty, you guys. I still had it. It still creeps in. It still creeps in till this day. And, you know, he gets evaluated. I had to wait a couple weeks till they call me back, you know, to give me results, to call me in. And um, sure enough, he was diagnosed with autism and sensory processing disorder. Now, if you're listening to this podcast and watching, I don't know if your child also has sensory processing disorder, but I just want to say that sensory and autism are not like a team. I don't know if that makes sense. Like just because you're autistic doesn't mean you also have SPD, you know, sensory. Um, I actually learned last year the sensory could be completely a its own diagnosis. Like you could be diagnosed with sensory processing disorder and not be autistic. So that was completely shocking to me. That was new. We are learning every single day something new. I'm learning every single day something new about autism and sensory. And why? Because my son has severe sensory processing disorder. His sensory is so severe. Literally, he cringe when you try to give him anything like it's it's bad but we're making progress right and that's always a win because a win is a win a win is a win just saying but yeah so we got his diagnosis he was diagnosed with autism and sensory we just kept on giving him his services and for him i didn't get a secondary opinion like for eliana when she first got diagnosed, so with Eliana, I actually, when I first got her diagnosis, I ended up scheduling um, an appointment for an evaluation at CHOP, um, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, um, where they also do evaluations for autism. And that was because I was somewhat in denial. So I wanted a second opinion. I wanted to really be sure that this was her diagnosis versus with Jacob, like, it was clear as day for me to see that he is also autistic. So with Jacob, I went through my grieving season as well, but it looked very different because at this point, when he's getting diagnosed, I'm already so like, you know, involved in the autism community and just making sure I'm getting everything they need. And just so aware and educated on the autism topic. I was starting to get more educated on the sensory topic and, and all the things that I felt hopeful. I actually felt hopeful. And that's why I said on my previous episode that 
my percentage is 95% with hope and faith and not 100, but it's still a 95% because I see the progress in my daughter. And though they are two different children and, you know, they look different, they act different, they're still autistic. And when I see the progress in my daughter, it can only give me hope that he's going to be okay. He's going to make progress. He's going to get there because Eliana took a while, but she got there. So I say the same thing about Jacob. He's taking a while to do certain things, but he's going to get there. So um, as soon as he turned three, he started um, preschool and he's doing fantastic. He may not be where he should be for his age, but he is where he needs to be. He's growing at his own pace and he's getting there. And every day he's making progress. And that to me is worth more than anything. So that's pretty much how Jacob's diagnosis came about, you guys. And like I said, he's doing fantastic and he just continues to make progress. Same thing with Eliana. So, um, on the next few episodes, you know, I will get more in details on the therapies and what it is that they need those specific therapies for. Um, I will also talk about the things that they struggle with, you know, both of their challenges, Eliana's and Jacob. So, friends, this is pretty much the end of this episode. Um, I just wanted to share with you Jacob's diagnosis process. And as you can see, it was definitely much more smooth um, than it was with Eliana. Because again, I was already in the journey and I was already familiar with everything. So it was a bit more of an easy take. But I appreciate you guys for connecting. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook to keep up with my family. And I will see you guys again on another episode of Uniquely Wired Podcast.